Welcome to Cancer with Craig and Find Your Marketing Mojo. I'm the host, Craig Faulkner, and yes, we're mixing it up just a little bit today for a couple of reasons. Number one, we don't have Kirk hosting the podcast. Number two, I'm actually combining two podcasts together, Cancer with Craig and Find Your Marketing Mojo. So we're going to see how this works out. Now, I'm up in Utah right now, and I'm delighted to have a very, very special guest with uh, with me today, Allison Faulkner of, yes, sir, of The (laughs) Allison Show. Hi, Dad. Okay. Hi, sweetie. How are you doing? (laughs) I'm so excited to finally be on this podcast. Well, I've been begging you to join me. I'm so sure. Kirk loves to steal the spotlight. (laughs) You know, it's all about Kirk. That's right. That's right. (laughs) Well, uh, thanks for taking the time. And of course, we have uh, Eric Robertson, your husband, at the controls. He's my lover. Yes, of Eric Robertson of Pleasant pictures. We're in Pleasant Picture Studios this very moment. Yeah, and it is a very, very awesome studio. Mm-hmm. Eric is actually the uh, the person that helps edit the podcast and make them sound nice and professional. Yeah. So, okay. So, let's get down to brass tacks. Let's and do it. The reason we're uh, thinking about combining these two podcasts together, Cancer with Craig and Find Your Marketing Mojo, is as Allison and I were talking mm-hmm. about what we want to talk about in this particular podcast, Allison suggested that the principles and the concepts we're talking about really have strong application for both podcasts. Yes. So, Today, I thought it would be really interesting, uh, Allison, to talk about how you go about managing your projects with your initiatives. Now, for those of you, uh, and many of you perhaps don't know what Allison does, Allison has... Uh, do I even know what I well, do? Well, I think you do. Question. I think you do. Allison has <laughs> over 100,000 Instagram followers. She has been very, very successful with The Allison Show. She's been successful here in Utah and throughout the country actually hosting parties. Now, she doesn't want to be known as a party planner because she's much, much more than that. Um, she, <laughs> right? Right? Yeah, well, well, so I've been building my online brand for over 10 years. It started as a blog. I host large in-person events, but this year I've shifted more, launched a podcast because Faulkner's love to podcast. That's right. Launched a podcast with my husband, my man, Pleasant Pictures over there. The podcast is awesome with Allison, but also we provide a lot of self-improvement and business improvement tools. And this year, one of the main things I've started to do is offer branding workshops, build an awesome brand workshops and I do one-on-one brand coaching for entrepreneurs with heart. And this has been a super fun, exciting year for me. A lot of pivots, a lot of changes. But over the past 10 years, I've done a lot of different things to kind of get to where I am now. And so just so people aren't confused, the Allison show is just the hypothetical show that I gave myself. It's not like on a channel. Like you're <laughs> That's not, right. like you can't you gave you yourself can't record a, it. a show. Yeah. A, a nobody nobody else would. <laughs> and so I had to give it to myself. I'm sorry, Marilyn. Uh, I'm sorry, Marilyn and I couldn't do that for well, you. Well, you guys did a lot of things right, so we can focus on that. <laughs> okay, here's the thing. Over the years, I have mm-hmm. seen you manage a lot of projects. You've got a lot on your plate. I'm really good at starting projects. Oh, you're really good at starting projects, <laughs> and you are really, really good at completing projects. Oh, thank you. I've seen that. One of the reasons I thought that it would be 
interesting to our listeners to have you talk about the projects is you have accomplished so much in a very, very competitive space. It's incredible the number of followers. It's incredible to me how you've been able to monetize your presence on Instagram and through other social media channels. Mm -hmm. So I want to ask you, Allison, and again, I think this really has application to what I've been trying to accomplish Mm -hmm. and sharing with the audience, you know, managing a long-term illness as a project. You really are successful in really taking projects and putting them in a box and then working with them. I've seen you do that with the events that you have given. I mean, you've done big events for Bing. You've had huge sponsors here uh, locally and nationally. When you start a project, Mm -hmm. give our audience just a little taste of how you approach these projects, whether it's the the online Mm -hmm. courses you've created, the events, Well, I think like any project, and maybe I'm different, right? You get the idea. Mm -hmm. And then what happens for me is I tell everybody that I'm a genius. So, (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh, I have the best idea. This is amazing. I am a genius. I can't believe I'm such a genius. How are other people not recognizing I'm such a genius, right? And that is one of the biggest markers, I think, for the most successful projects I do is not that I think I'm a genius, but what does that mark? What does that signify? That I'm excited I'm excited about the project. Now, here is the very, very, very tricky part. The second you open up your mind and you start saying, I'm a genius and I have this amazing idea, immediately what happens? Oh, maybe it's not a good idea. That's right. Doubt. Self-doubt kicks in without a question. (laughs) Without a question. And so uh, when I'm starting those projects, I think it's like every single other person. And I think that's what most people either don't think is true or they think they're an exception or they think it's unique to them. They think that the people who are accomplishing the big projects don't have the self-doubt or they just are so confident or they have more tools or more resources. I don't know because I think sometimes I think that too, but we're all literally in the same boat. We get the idea. We're excited about the idea. And then we have self-doubt. So what do I do to start? You just have to get started. Uh, Number one is kind of part A and part B. You Mm -hmm. have the vision. Yeah. And then you overcome the self-doubt about that vision. Yeah. And boy, that is so essential. I know I had self-doubt when I first started my first large company, Emerald. At the time when I started, it wasn't a large company, right? But we grew it to a large company. Exactly. And it's hysterical because here I am saying other people don't think other people have self-doubt. I'm your daughter. I was literally there while you built these companies. And yes, you're my dad. So of course I think dad can do anything. But like you saying you had self-doubt, I'm like, really? Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, and you, it's there's no question. It's surprising to me. There's no question. You know? A project has a vision. Yeah. And then you overcome that self-doubt. And part of overcoming that self-doubt is overcoming procrastination. Yeah. You've heard me say procrastination is my sin. It brings me constant sorrow. I really shouldn't practice it. Perhaps I'll <laughs> stop tomorrow. So you've got to overcome yeah. that doubt and that procrastination. Okay. So what's the second step you take with a project? I think then, you know, like we said, you have that vision, right? Mm -hmm. And there's that passion, you're excited about it. And then you move into the execution phase. What does that look like for me? The execution phase for me usually looks like a lot of lists. 
Uh honestly. And I call this kind of the domino effect is what's the one thing that's going to trigger all the other things, Mm -hmm. right? So for any project, it's really easy to say, this is what I do for every project. But this is something that I've learned over all the years is that when I start any project, whether it's an online course or uh, an event or a new workshop or a physical tangible product is I sit down and I literally sit down and write my top three objectives. Okay. And I can only have three. And I share this all the time. The word priority comes from the Latin root prior, which means the very first and prior thing. And it wasn't even until the 1900s that they pluralized the word priorities. Mm. And in life and in business and in projects, we immediately have so many priorities and so many objectives that it's actually, (laughs) that actually cannot be so. You can't have 10 priorities or 10 objectives. You can, but it's going to screw you over, right? So I sit down and I've noticed that with my most successful projects, events, products, anything, I have three objectives. And then I start executing on those objectives. And so, for example, for my dance parties, one of my main objectives is that women come and they're all women dance parties. They range from 600 person to 900 person dance parties. One of my top objectives is that people feel spoiled and loved. Okay. So then I work backwards from there. What's going to make them feel spoiled? What's going to make them feel loved? Right? Mm -hmm. And then I start coming up with ideas. Another one of my objectives for my dance parties is that they get shared on social media. That's how I attract the big national headline sponsors that I work with. That's how I broker all of the partnerships with all of the local businesses that I work with is I can say, yeah, 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 you can go here. You can go there. People aren't posting these things on social media. I have 600 people coming my dance party and it gets more exposure than an event that has 6,000 people Mm -hmm. because of how effectively I gear the event towards being shared on social media, Mm -hmm. right? So that's, again, it's working backwards from here's my objective. Here's all the things I'm going to do to meet that objective. Okay. So I'm going to stop you here Mm -hmm. because I think really listening, boy, I'm learning just sitting here. (laughs) I've learned so much sitting here talking to priority versus priorities, 19th century, I'm yeah. impressed with that little uh, walk down history. Well, life. I will say I learned that from a really awesome book called Essentialism by Greg McGowan, and okay. I highly recommend that book. Okay, awesome. Yeah. So what you talked about kind of in the second step mm-hmm. that I really identify with is listing your priorities yeah. and reducing and simplifying. Mm-hmm. Now, when you identify your priorities, you, you said from your priorities, then you start to actually get into the weeds of a project. You yes. make the checklist, et cetera. And there are a lot of different ways to handle that. Yeah. You know, you Lots can- Lots of people like apps. Yeah. You can, you can <laughs> use an app. You, Trillo is a great app yeah. for managing projects, right? Yeah. I've mentioned that a number of times. People use, uh, you know, Google Docs uh, yeah. to keep track of things. So I don't think it really matters as much as how you go about building those lists, but have the second step, have a clear vision Mm -hmm. of your top three priorities. I love the fact that you've really simplified them down. I know at FMG Suite, Faulkner Media Group, Mm -hmm. we say we exist because we love marketing so financial advisors don't have to. Yeah. And then our other priority is to create elegant technology that's easy, that's fun, engaging to use. And then our other priority is to create content that educates, motivates consumers to do business with a financial advisor. Awesome. Okay. So those are our priorities and really guide us as we go about building out projects. I'm digressing just a little bit. Well, because it's, it's because that is a universal 
tool that is applicable for your business, uh-huh. for your brand, for a project, for your relationships mm-hmm. with other people, yeah, like in good. your marriage. And so you're welcome for that tool. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So we've got the vision thing. Mm-hmm. We've got the second step is clearly listing your priorities. Yes. And again, the recommendation here, and I agree completely, is to reduce and simplify. Yeah. Okay. Third step, if you say, okay, I've got a project here, I see the vision, I've got the priorities for the project, what would be your third step? The third step, and I had to learn this lesson the hard way, is bringing in other people. You have to bring other people in your vision. And I heard this quote from Quentin Tarantino, the film director, and I loved it. And he said he'd feel all this pressure and stress thinking that he had to execute his vision. And he realized his job was to hire talented people to execute his vision. And that is just so true. So when I started throwing my parties... I not only wanted to get those sponsors nailed down, so work the business relationships, I wanted to also make the backdrops, Mm -hmm. make the crafts for the parties, (laughs) right? That's right. And then I I essentially- No one else could do it as well as you could. could, Well, nobody else could, Dad. (laughs) And, you know, not only that, then the parties evolved. And so not only was I- creating the parties which ps by the way event planner is one of the top 10 most stressful jobs yeah like listed and like will kill you dead and you're like boohoo it's a party and you're like but balloons matter and um so not not only only kill you but but my whole family may cause your husband to kill himself exactly exactly (laughs) he can testify to that okay so take that like I'm planning the back end of the party the physical execution of the party the parties start to evolve and I essentially start performing at the parties too there's um, custom costumes that are made dancing sharks that maybe pop up on stage you know all these things this was way back when so I'm saying I had to learn this lesson the hard way and I would have never been able to scale the parties to the size I did unless I did the step number three bring other people into my vision right yeah I was doing a sponsored dinner for Microsoft. And what that means is I have a large group of online friends. Microsoft is going to a blogging conference. They reach out to someone like me and they say, hey, will you host this dinner and decorate it or whatever? Mm -hmm. And then I act as the host kind of as this nice face. And so when Microsoft reaches out to other influencers and they're like, oh, I've heard of that Allison girl or, oh, I'd like to meet her. Mm -hmm. They are more likely to come to the dinner, right? So Microsoft reaches out to me. I'm planning this dinner. And this is somebody I had a great relationship with a person over there and I'm working on the dinner and I decided to make the dinner themed and it was be brave and roar. And I commissioned. So I thought I was doing a good job because I got an artist to illustrate this be brave theme and to make this six foot tiger. And I I was going to make a standing cutout of this six foot tiger (laughs) and it's the night before the dinner and I call Natalie is her name at Microsoft and I'm like I'm doing this and I'm doing that and I'm cutting out the tiger and she goes why are you cutting out the tiger right and I thought she was going to be proud really yeah yeah right. like i'm working so hard for you are guys you crazy yeah she's like <laughs> you're not the girl who cuts out the tiger you hire somebody to do right. that right and she used some fun colorful language <laughs> and it was this mind-blowing experience because i feel like in a way it was her giving me permission like 
Allison, we didn't hire you because, and again, I had a lot of personal integrity, a lot of ego wrapped up in my crafting ability. And I thought that I would only be doing my best job executing this vision if I executed every single piece of the vision. Right. Right. And she was like, you're not the girl who cuts out the tiger. So walk you down. I think it was six months later. I did a 300 person dance party with them. And it was for Bing, Microsoft, uh, their search engine Bing. And I did Allison's Flamingo Fest, a dance party. And I wanted to build this. This wasn't just a cutout. This is an actual sculpture of a six foot. I'm always building things that are six feet. A six foot flamingo. And I hired a sculpture artist to do it, even though I wanted to build the flamingo. And so now I use that as the giant flamingo principle of, do you want to be the person who builds the giant flamingo? Or do you want to be the person who builds the company that employs somebody? So I like that. I want to make one little change. Oh, yeah, You said that step number three is to bring people in. I want to suggest that you bring people along with you. And the reason I suggest that is because when that happens, when you bring people along with Mm -hmm. you, they share the vision, they share the ownership, and fun and exciting things can happen. And I I know you've been very, very successful to bring people in and along with you to expand the vision. I want people to know the real reality of this, right? I've been building the Allison Show for over 10 years. I don't regret anything I've done. I know I'm going along the right path for me, but our sister Andrea, who's building Tubby Todd, she is much better and you are as well much better at bringing people along and hiring those things out earlier and she's been able to grow her business now again we have different objectives Mm -hmm. so that's why the objectives are so awesome because they can help you from like berating yourself and doing that comparison game where you're like well why is she doing this why am i not doing that right right we have different objectives but as far as company growth she has been able to grow her company three times as fast Because she's done it in three years and I've been doing Mm -hmm. this for over 10. She's been able to grow her company three times as fast because she has been more effective at, as you put it, bringing people along. Okay. I think that's a good point. Mm -hmm. Um, Although... We won't we digress. We could go on and on. Yeah. I'm just saying that wasn't uh, my objective to grow a company very right. fast. I'm doing something different. But I'm saying as far as a project, it, right? So back to the project right. and why this is so important is, and I do it very, very well now with my courses, with my workshops, with my <laughs> dance parties. I'm working on it big picture for my business. Right. I bring people along with me mm-hmm. and give them, like you said, give them that ownership. And that is the only way to scale. That's that's true. And if true. you can't scale it, you got to think about your life decisions. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I think we got three steps here. Yes. Doing the vision thing, the priorities, mm-hmm. and then bringing people along with you. Yep. Okay. As you bring people along, something really interesting happens mm-hmm. with projects. I love this term. I've used it over the last oh, five or six years as I've grown uh, FMG Suite. Mm-hmm. And I know you know what I'm thinking. Is it pivot like it's a top? Pivot. Pivot it's like pivot. a top. Pivot. Well, maybe you don't say like a top. <laughs> I don't say like a top. Do you know what's so funny? You can I, say it. I say shift. Shift. Okay. But but I like I think pivot is a little more accurate because yeah. pivot suggests 
more action. Like it's a shifting is like maybe somebody's bumping uh-huh. you, right? Pivoting is what you really got to do, which is like you got to pivot, turn, step, kick, shimmy. Like that's what <laughs> is happening, right? That's right. And that happens in, a yeah. pro- in project management, especially when you're bringing other people along with you. Great ideas come mm-hmm. up. Or roadblocks come up Mm -hmm. and you have to pivot. And I'll tell you, that concept has served me well at our our first company, Emerald Publications. And then with Faulkner Media Group, FMG Suite, as we affectionately call it, we have pivoted, pivoted, pivoted to grow that product offering. And the pivot is mm-hmm. so important because you're not only listening to the people that you're bringing along with you. Yeah. You pivot as you work on projects and you get feedback from the people you're serving or the people yeah, you're servicing. Definitely. Yeah, I love that. And I think, you know, so what's like an actionable item about pivoting, right? Because it's easy to say like, you got to pivot, you got to pivot. And I think for me, that action item, it looks like not getting too precious about Mm -hmm. things. And so what I mean is when Eric and I were launching our podcast, I... I like to say I'm a recovering perfectionist because mm-hmm. um, it's something that I'm actively overcoming every day, right? <laughs> this, and I think a lot of entrepreneurs and project starters are perfectionists. Right. And when you're a perfectionist, you have a hard time trusting other people, bringing mm-hmm. them along with you, right? And for this pivoting, what I said to Eric is, we're going to do this podcast and we can't be too precious about mm-hmm. every episode because if it's a weekly podcast and you have to get it out every week if you're so precious if you're so attached to every little tiny piece of content writing out every single word you're going to say you're never going to get it done and Gary Vaynerchuk who I I love he does Vayner Media Group and writes a lot of awesome marketing books he talks a lot about how marketing is just a volume game and he says this is you know you can think about this that speed is objective and quality is subjective, right? Mm -hmm. And so of course you're going to want to have a quality product and that's where you pivot. You're pivoting on the quality, but the speed, that's something that you have to be pivoting. You have to be shifting. You have to keep going, 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 moving. Otherwise you're going to get left behind. You're not going to build what it is you want to build. There absolutely is no question about that. I think that in any project, there's always that very, very delicate balance about quality and the speed at which you execute. Yep. And especially in today's environment mm. with social media, mm-hmm. with digital marketing, you know, things that we're really involved in, yeah. digital branding, you have to be able to move to complete projects in our spaces. You've got to be able to move fast. It's still got to be quality, but you need to move fast. Okay. Always. So yes. there's four steps. We're not done yet. So step number five, I'm just going to go ahead and blurt it out. Yeah, just say is it. finish the project. Which sounds like, of course, of course right. to do the project. But can I tell you how many quote, air quote, projects are sitting on my computer <laughs> or on the whiteboard that are not completed? Right. Right? And so that goes back to, in my opinion, your objectives. Yeah. And that's where you know, number four, you're pivoting, you're shifting, and you're not too precious about everything. And then you go back and you say, okay, does it meet objective one, objective two, objective three? Yes. Okay. We have to be done now. 
Right. And if you get to the point after you've pivoted mm -hmm. and you say, okay, now the project's completed, you have to decide whether or not the project's completed, whether or not it is worthy for you to either market it, for yeah. you to post it, whatever that project is. And it's painful for, I think, both of us yeah. to admit that there have been a lot of projects over my career that I've just had to set on the table. I think of the uh, project back at Emerald Publications. We had a uh, big product launch. It was called Richer Than the Pharaoh. Oh, and it was I so love this so much. <laughs> I love this so much. And this was back, this was back like in 1995, 96, where we created a software game for high school kids. It was like on a floppy disk. Yeah, it was, that's it right. It literally was on a yeah. floppy disk. <laughs> we had t-shirts. I mean, we spent a lot of money we got the project done, we launched it, yeah, and we retired it quickly. It just didn't take. And I think there's a good lesson from that. And this happened to me last year. And people literally who know me and follow along won't even realize that this happened, I think. But like, I launched an entire website of party downloads. Oh, that's right. I do remember. Right? Yes. And in like thousands of dollars. And P.S. by the way, I don't have any full-time employees. Like I'm a solopreneur <laughs> at this point, you know, and I, you know, spent all this time, all these resources, all this money, put it out there. And you know what? It's great because it, and it didn't, it didn't really sit. I use the site kind of for different purposes uh -huh. and I even stopped talking about it altogether. Okay, so here's the thing. You complete the project and you put it out there. Let's say it doesn't do well. How do you know to keep pushing and tweaking and shifting? And how do you know to let it go? Because I think that that's a real actionable question, a real question people will have. And for me, I put it out there. It was fine. You know, I didn't even have the like oomph to be like, oh, I'm going to do this and change it and it's going to be great. Right. And, and not because like it had beaten me down, but I just didn't have that passion or excitement or enthusiasm to keep shifting and trying new things with it. So I just let it go. Well, I'll tell you how we evaluate yeah. things. We evaluate things, um, whether it makes money. Oh, and this uh, is just, it, we it, skip it, to, <laughs> to step number six. That's how right. it makes money. That's yeah, right. yeah, yeah, money. yeah. Now, we're talking projects from a business perspective. Yeah. And, you know, there are a lot of projects that we handle in life that we can't measure, uh, you know, from a financial perspective. But I, I get will that. say... One of my biggest little catchphrases that circulates the internet is one that I threw out there and I say, invest in people who invest in you. Yes, I've heard you say that. Many a time. And I say, when you invest in people who invest in you, you'll be rich with awesomeness. And it's when you think about relationships where you're investing in that other person all the time and they yeah. don't invest back. I mean, to think of it from a financial standpoint, that's a project you need to stop putting quote unquote money into. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's good. So I'm that's just good. saying. I'll buy that. I'm just saying that what you're saying is applicable in in life, not just right. in business. Okay. Well, I like this. I like everything that you've said, yeah. and nearly everything that I've said. Uh, yeah. uh, <laughs> so we've come up with six steps. Yeah. Right? Well, we, we, we've I, got... I want to hear more about how you evaluated the money. Is okay. there more to that? Well, yeah, there is. I mean, you know, we really evaluate projects. I evaluate projects. Uh, you know, if they're online products, by number one, you know, we. we 
mentioned the top line revenue that it mm-hmm. creates. I think it's super important to get to go direct to the person that's using the offering, whether yeah. it's the service or whether it's software or whether it's a product that you're selling, project that you're delivering, to get feedback, to get specific feedback. Yeah. And market feedback is always really important. Yeah. Or and this is a little harder thing to do. I mean, when you work hard on a project, you know, I love to do woodworking. Yeah. And uh, when I work hard on a project, you know, building uh, tables. Mm-hmm. I, I built some tables for all of you guys, yeah. uh, the kids that are married. And the feedback that I got, mm-hmm. you know, from you specifically on the table, I mean, you loved it. Eric loved yeah. it. That was feedback that really, you know, was rewarding for me and kind of pushed me forward to do one for Evan, one for, for uh, Andrea and Brian, Evan and Megan. And so I think that when you do projects, it's important for you to get that feedback, not because you're looking for just a lot of, uh, a lot of affirmation mm-hmm. or strokes, but it really helps you know where to spend time. Yeah. Uh, if it's not money related, it helps you know where to invest time on projects or things that, that will be rewarding or fulfilling for you. Yeah. So on projects that are online or digitally related, there are so many ways to grab those statistics from your websites, from your uh, social media sites. Yeah. Um, and then asking for direct feedback is a great way to evaluate. Well, we have, I think, come up with six great steps. Like, we're genius. Yeah. Let's see if we can remember them. Yes. Vision. Vision. Okay. Get your vision. Get your freaking vision on. Get your vision on. Yeah. Set your priorities. You got to have three. Not 30, but three. Yeah. Okay. What was the third one? Oh, oh, you got to get other people in on your you vision. Got, you got to bring other yeah, people along. Yeah. Okay. Oh, see how I forgot that yeah. one? <laughs> see, because it it's hard for you it's to bring other people It's hard for me. any Faulkner to bring other people along. <laughs> okay, so that's number three. Number four was... Pivot like a top. Pivot, pivot like a okay. top. Mm-hmm. Ball chain, ball chain. Kick, kick. <laughs> I'm shimming. I'm dancing. I wish you guys could see. I wish this was a video. <laughs> okay, so that's number four. Yes. Number five. It's finish the damn thing. Oh, oh, finish. I like to drop tiny swear words. Okay. That's a baby okay. swear word. Okay, that's a baby swear word. We keep word. it PG. Okay, PG, finish the project, complete yeah. it. And yes. if you're losing the thunder, if you're losing the enthusiasm, don't be afraid to set it on the sideline. Mm-hmm. But that should not be the norm. Okay, you should complete projects. This was a big question I was asking myself because right as I was finishing Party with Allison, the Mm -hmm. site, that party download site, and they were printables that people could buy, I started to lose all that fire. Yeah. I think I asked you and I asked Eric and I started asking people, I was like, I don't know if I really want to do this anymore. Should I table it or should I finish it? And I decided to just finish it. And it took some time and it took some money. It took me away from other projects. Now, I would like to say, I'm super, super glad I finished it because I know. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, these were feelings I was having while I was finishing it. That should trigger me in the future to know that I don't have the gusto or the desire to shift and pivot if it doesn't work out, right? Also, I'm glad I finished it because I had a completed project. I was better able to repurpose that completed project into something else. Okay, awesome. So Awesome. But I do think sometimes I have tabled things before. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's hard to do that when you've invested a lot of time, Mm -hmm. but finishers wanted, complete the project. Yes. And the last last step is... 
evaluate. Get yes. feedback from other people, mm-hmm. whether it's your customers, whether it's loved ones you're doing so you're doing a fun project for, yeah. friends, relatives, etc. And yourself, like go back and right. look at your objectives and say, did I meet my objectives? Because again, for me, like I said, that recovering perfectionist, every single person around me can tell me it was the best thing ever, and I don't listen. Right. So having those objectives in place for me made me have to say, Allison, you yourself wrote these objectives and you met them. So you need to shut up now and accept that it was good. (laughs) Okay. All right. Well, Allison, thank you so much for taking uh, time out of your busy, busy day. Oh, I'm so busy. Uh, Thank you, Eric. (laughs) I'm Craig Faulkner. This is Cancer with Craig and Find Your Marketing Mojo. Who knows? We may be bringing these two podcasts together. Watch out, world. We'll wait and see. Thanks for listening.